Oh my gosh, funniest things ever. I love Jay Joseph with Jag Appraisal Group. And at least this time I'm getting him in person. So you guys don't have to worry about seeing any funny faces from Jay on today's show. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns, and you're listening to Grateful Heart. I started this show to help educate my clients on the real estate market, and it's evolved into so much more. I've found that I love talking to people and I love learning new things. While our expertise is still on the health of the housing market, we want to focus on the health and the well-being of our listeners as well. More specifically, where we reside in our hearts, in our minds, and in our homes. The biggest purchase in our life just isn't a house. It's where we raise our children, start a new business, pray for our loved ones, and follow our dreams. It's even where we listen to our favorite podcast. When we are successful at home, everything else just falls into place, and we are so grateful for that. Home is where the grateful heart is. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, I'm your host, Rebecca Hidalgo Reigns at Grateful Heart TV. And today in studio, I am so excited. You guys have no idea. I have the one, the only, Tracy at Prosperity Home Lending, Tracy King herself, and in person, Jay Josephs of JAG. JAG is an appraisal group, right? Yes. And every time I've had Jay on as a as my like voice in appraiser expert opinion, usually he's on the side of the road with his face frozen. So hopefully you guys enjoy. I'm hoping we find some good outtakes of previous shows. But thank you both of you guys for driving all the way out oh. here to my studio to be with me in person today. It means a lot. Thank you for having us. So Yay. Thank you. This Yay. is fun. I yeah. love coming down it here. Is. It is a good time. And what is. a pretty studio. Well, this is awesome. Thank yes. you. You're legit. I'm a, I am pretty <laughs> legit, dude. So, of course, he tells me that because I've known Jay for a long time, as well as Tracy. We all go way yes, back. Yes, we do. And if you guys don't notice, I don't know um, if, how many other episodes you've seen, but I like to bring on people who've been in the business for a long time. You know why? Because we have lots of stories, lots of experience, and we actually know what the hell we're talking about. Great. Right? And everything's exciting for us right now, all these different changes that are happening. We like to get together and, and share. talk about them and well, share. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Okay, so, so first off, I did say, Tracy, you're at... Um, Prosperity Home Mortgage Loans and Jay, of course, with JAG. So if you guys want to find them, I'll make sure at the end of the show you have all their links, all their information. I was on your website this morning, Jay, and one thing that caught my eye, divorce appraisals? Tons. So Stop it. COVID has been great for our divorce <laughs> appraisal business. Are I'm, you kidding me? Tons. So tons they would, and tons. So you saw a whole bunch of divorces and a whole bunch of divorce appraisals. Yes. And then what happens? Because, you know, I, I tell this to my clients all the time. And you see this all the time too, Tracy. Yes. We're the in the divorce business too. The appraisal they move. Oh, yeah. We all are. <laughs> yes. Because um, that's what happens sometimes. And the marriage business. Yeah, too. Of course. I don't remember where I was going with that now. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, at the end of the day, when you do a divorce appraisal, I always tell people on a regular transaction, the prices come in at contract price. This is where I'm going because there's you no know, contract on a, on a divorce appraisal. Right. Prices usually seem to come in at contract price. And the reason being is because there's no winner if it comes in $10 above a, uh, the contract price. If it comes in $10 under, there's a problem, right? So question for you, Jay, and all of your years of doing appraisals, if there is a contract, aren't you guys just looking to hit contract? So... No. Really? <laughs> no. We're, we're not. We shouldn't be doing that. But does it ha- is... Let's talk real, though. Does it happen, though? A- absolutely. It okay. is not a coincidence when you see the appraisal come in exactly the contract price 
there's a lot of people in this business that that's what they do. And I wish it wasn't that way. Right. And it shouldn't be that way. Um, but it often is. And the reality is, is if we all wanted neutral and objective appraisals every time, uh-huh. we would stop sharing the contract price. With the appraiser. With the appraiser. It's the... Yeah, you, I agree. Wait, yeah. I would rather not send you a contract ever. Right. No, no, you would because I'd come in like $1,000 low on deals and you'd be like, what's the problem? And I'm like, well, I didn't know what it was under contract at. So I guess um, it's a catch-22. Yeah, but really this industry should want objective and neutral appraisals. And as long as the appraisers are getting the contract, you can't guarantee that. You it's too bad. It. So Tracy, what's yes. your take on that? What do you tell people when a uh, buyer's like, I was really hoping it was going to appraise for 20000 more. My, my agent said I was yes. getting a deal. Yes. Well, what we look at is the range. Uh-huh. So if you look at the bottom of your appraisal, there's a range uh-huh. because you can't have the exact amount that every seller and every buyer are going to agree upon. And as long as the appraiser comes within that range, they're good. And sometimes they'll come in at the lower end to the higher end, and often they'll select the sales price well, because it's within the range. Time out. See a number? What are you talking about? A range? Like, where's this range at? On page two, or the you know, or whatever page it is. Like you, you know, what page is it? Where's page two? Is it yeah. in it page two, page two that shows the actual appraised price? Right. right. So, yep. where are you talking about a range? There's a range down at the bottom of oh. your comparable properties. See, I never and bothered to look so at ranges. That's what we look I just at. look at did I make value yep. or did I not make value? Yep. That's so and, and so, so let me ask you, Jay. Getting to that on the divorce situations, what are you seeing? Because it is really hard to do a true appraisal. Yeah. And I know, and the reason why I bring this up is now I'm starting to get into the season of where I'm calling you to help me figure out how to price a house again. Yeah, it's it's not I've easy. done it before. So first on the divorce appraisals, the kind of funny thing is, is you're usually only meeting the husband or the wife, right? Because yeah. they're usually split up and moved right. out. And I can tell in five minutes who's buying out who. Because if the person I'm meeting uh-huh. is buying out the other, the spouse, they're pointing out everything wrong with the house. Like, that's just totally the way that goes. It's like, look at the grout's a little scratched up here. These trees need to be watered. Oh, gosh. And, um, and if they're selling, they just want to emphasize the right. roof that was put on eight years ago, the AC that's only six years old. We just replaced these so, electrical outlets. Really no different than if you're meeting a buyer's agent versus a seller's agent? Well, so where I only disagree on that is my feeling is that it's always the agents want to close. Right. That's and true. so I don't, that's true. it's rare that I get an agent that I think is really trying to, under- trying to push the values down. Mm-hmm. Um, but on divorces, it is almost Common. every single time somebody is trying to get their narrative, you know, you know, to their advantage. my opinion. Absolutely. So whoever hires you is expecting you to side with them. Right. Yeah, but sometimes the person who hires me is not the person I'm meeting. At the end of the day, it's rare that I walk out of there and say, gosh, they're both so wonderful. I can't believe they're getting divorced. <laughs> Normally it's like, okay, this relationship is so damaged. I know we're doing the right you thing here. You have to be very careful. <laughs> well, and, and that, you know, to your point, right. I, sometimes I feel like a marriage counselor. You know, I Do get you? the call from the clients and they're kind of telling me their story. I'm sure they're right. different oh, than you. Oh, absolutely. And they're trying to strategize about what they should be doing today. Which brings me to what the hell is a house worth? For I please scroll in. I need this zoomed in like really, really, really close. 
Because, you know, the majority of people out there, they go to Zillow for everything, do they not? Right. Absolutely. It's his estimate for a reason. And on their website, I just pulled this off this morning, and I don't have my glasses on, but I'm pretty sure it says that they are currently admitting that there could be off by 7%, up to 7%. It used to say 9%. Yeah. Well, I'm actually a, a Flex Zillow agent. And so what that means is sometimes I get emails from Zillow, and they're telling us, like, hey, guys, we already know there's a problem with our algorithm, and we're probably about six months behind the current market. Mm-hmm. So you know what that tells me? That when 99% of the world is going out to Zillow looking at what their value is, they're not getting the right picture. Yeah, that's uh, that's an alarming number. And in this environment, being six months off is completely unacceptable. Well, it's an entirely different market okay, than it was six months ago. So there's a chart. Let me go. This is our listing success rate from six months ago. April, 92% success rate. Today, yeah. we're at 66% success it's an entirely rate. Entirely different market. Entirely different yeah. market. Right. So I'm not trying to slam Zillow because I do work with Zillow. I do. I have no problem with Zillow. I think Zillow is here to stay just like Google and Amazon, right? right? I work with them because everybody goes to Zillow. I go where my clients are. But my point being is we are now in an environment where this gentleman sitting across the table from me, you might want to call because I trust him way more than I trust what Zillow is telling me today. Okay, so you said you can't say anything bad about Zillow. I have to tell you, if you Zillow if Zillow was great at their job, when they decided to enter our market as an iBuyer, meaning that they were going to start buying houses, in a market that was going up like this, yeah. they didn't last a year and they lost their shirt because their Zestimates were high. They were buying houses too high. Right. And if you ever want to know if Zillow is great at their job, go and look at their track record in less than a year in Phoenix while everyone else, OfferPad, OpenDoor, all those other companies were making money. Uh-huh. They lost their butt and had to get out. Okay, so time out. Okay. And this is only because I just went to Zillow Unlock because I do work with them. This okay. is what I love about having people with different experiences <laughs> and different okay. stories. Um, the one thing I definitely will say about Zillow is they are always looking ahead and they're very quick to change. Right. If they still had the inventory that Open Door had today, they would be crapping their pants and I think their bloodbath would have been a hell of a lot worse than what they had. Right. So at least they saw it coming, Fair maybe right. okay. ahead of their competitors because Open Door definitely got caught with their pants down. Like that is where I've found a lot of good deals. And we're gonna be talking about where the deals are gonna be found today because that is really, at the end of the day, in 30 years, we've all been in it. Right. There's always a deal to be had in every market. Every market. So Tracy, let's talk about your deal because just recently, Tracy honored me with the gift of helping her buy a home. Yes, so thank you, Rebecca. Thank you. So thank you for helping me find a deal well, uh, out there today. So it was me it going, was hey, what did you hear about Open Door? Did you hear anything? What have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? <laughs> I was like every couple of days, right. I was pinging her going, right. "What?" because I was looking too. I'm always looking for deals. Right. So As what did, we should be. So what got you to finally pull the trigger? So... There are 20,000, over 20,000 homes on the market right now. And there are people that need to sell and they need to sell now. And so what we ran into, we ran into a probate situation where the customer felt like they needed to they needed to be ahead of everybody else and drop their price lower than everyone else. And we took advantage of that. 
uh, the home. How much did it drop overnight? So they dropped it, $60,000 overnight, and eight people noticed it and came in with offers. Yes. So it was really and ding, ding, watching. Ding, 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 ding. She won out of it those was, eight. So there were still bidding wars happening it, today. And you have to watch every day, <clears throat> and you have to know your market. So you have to know what's going on in that area, and that's why a realtor is so important, and an appraiser is so important because you need to know exactly what's going on in that market so that you know when you have a deal. Exactly. Right. So you knew that you felt good about it, right? right? Um, okay, so one thing I'm gonna point out, Cromford, you guys all know I'm super nerdy. I follow Cromford really close. I even pay and subscribe so I can pull these charts at whim. Right now, this chart on the left, this is the Cromford Index. At the peak, we're talking about a year ago, year and a half ago, when I was working 18-hour days and tears, crying, trying to get offers accepted. Oh. We were at Quanford Indexes in the Valley, right. 500 and above. We had never seen numbers of that, which basically meant there were five to seven buyers for every single house out there. Well, right now, in Queen that. Creek, we have two sellers for every buyer. In Buckeye, we have two sellers for every buyer. It's very localized. And the more affluent, uh, like Paradise Valley and Fountain Hills, they're still considered a seller's market if you're above 100. So it's clear from that data that this is a price point issue. It's absolutely. Is, which is really interesting to me because you're talking about the four highest probably markets or amongst the highest markets are the, the most healthy, which are is the really most interesting. Healthy. So, but that boils down to Affordability. Affordability and gas and where people are working. And so right now we have many people wanting to buy owner-occupied homes. We're seeing VA buyers. We're seeing FHA. They're we're all coming seeing, back. They're all coming back, but they are buying closer into town where they're not having to drive as far as well. So well, you yeah, because that. gas is expensive. And this happened when we had the downturn back in 08 through you know 2012. Right. We saw the outlying areas suffering for the same reason because gas was expensive right. back then. Now, if we look at this other chart here to the right, I want to point out a couple of really important factors. Two years ago, active listings, we were at 8,700. Last year, we were at 7,900. That's why I said a year ago, I was like, this was like the worst of the worst. I hated my job. I hated everything about my job. It was no fun. But today, we have 20,000 listings to go look at and go peruse through and go shop through and people have time to sleep on it. Last month, we also had 20,000 listings. Last quarter, we had 18,000. So in my opinion, I kind of feel like we're stabilizing on the listing count. And in fact, if rates like all of a sudden improved overnight, I think we could be right back down in the same problem we were in last year really quick, depending. Now, we don't have a crystal ball. I wish I had one sitting here right now. Right. Um, but the other thing I want to point out, guys, is this time last year, our median price point was 415000 Today, we're at 440. And last month we were at 439. So that shows our median price has actually gone up. So is it fair to say that prices have gone down? My appraiser friend sitting across the table from me. Well, for sure things have gone down if you look at it over the last six months. But I, if you look at it year over year like this chart does, mm -hmm. um, I, I knew that. We're above where we were a year ago. And I, I think that the good news is the last three months, our movement's been pretty small mm -hmm. um, in terms of average sales price, which makes me feel like, okay, for a little while, this is the new normal. 
um, until rates go up. I hope they don't go up much more, or when they go down. Okay, so Tracy, here we go. Wait, go look at you. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. I gotta take a quick commercial break. I'll be right back. If you're looking for a mortgage, you need a personalized plan, not a click button get mortgage option. My team and I have saved families thousands by proactively planning their home purchase or a refinance. Buying a home is a huge decision and it deserves a strategic approach. My team and I provide a comprehensive mortgage plan, including a complete credit analysis outlining the steps needed to improve your credit score and help you qualify for the best rates and terms in the market. Visit us at tkteam.us today. We'll ensure you get the best guidance so you can make the best decisions. The TK Team, moving you forward. Hi, I'm Rebecca Hidalgo Rains with Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, and I've been selling homes here in the Valley for over a quarter of a century. I want to say that experience truly matters. So when you're looking for a realtor to help you either buy or sell your biggest purchase of your life, I hope you'll consider using me. My experience doesn't matter near as much as my clients. So I do dare you to Google me and I promise you'll see nothing but fantastic reviews because I really do truly care to help navigate you and your family to the very best experience you'll ever have with buying a home. Have you been thinking about buying a new house or refinancing your existing mortgage? Interest rates are still around historically low levels. Why pay a higher rate when you don't have to? Call Joe Smith, me, at Epic Mortgage LLC, 602-741-4121 for a free mortgage quote or pre-qualification. Epic Mortgage LLC is a locally owned, independent mortgage brokerage that provides low-cost options for its customers. Independently owned means low overhead, so you get the best rates, fees, and service. Keep more of your money. Brokers are better. Realtor recommended for over 20 years? Contact me, Joe Smith, at Epic Mortgage today, 602-741-4121. Whether purchasing a home or refinancing, We know you have choices when it comes to choosing a title company. Navi Title Agency is the leading source for all title, escrow, and marketing needs. With access to the largest title insurance underwriter, Navi Title facilitates successful closings and protects clients from fraud. Creating solutions that save time and money for everyone. Ask your realtor or loan officer today about using Navi Title on your next real estate transaction. Navi Title Agency is locally owned and operated in the state of Arizona. All right, so we're back from commercial break. I hope you guys enjoyed that. Now, I was pointing at Tracy right before we went to break because when it comes to interest rates, she's the one who speaks on it the best because obviously being in charge over there at Prosperity Mortgage, you're not just in charge here in Arizona, by the way. Where all do you cover? Can we like talk about that for a quick hot second? Right now, we are covering all of the Berkshire Hathaway. We're actually in-house at the Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate Offices, which is where you you work. Yes, we see you all the time. It's great. Uh, Throughout Arizona, and then I also oversee Nevada. But we're also outside of there as well. So we'll work with many agents that are not Berkshire Hathaway agents. What we're known for is being a purchase lender. So we've never been a refinance lender. So this is great for us because everybody's focused on purchases right now. And this is what we do. And this is what we specialize in. Awesome. So it's going well for us. So what are you doing right now with appraisals? Because I know a year ago, Jay, if I wanted an appraisal up north, it would cost me $2,000. If I wanted an appraisal down here, maybe it would take me a month, month and a half. Brutal. What's going on today? Because we're seeing that there's like, it's kind of like everything's kind of calmed down, like in a good way. 
Well, the good, yeah. So I, I'll be honest. I think appraisers were gouging the industry over the last two years. I was trying to buy a house in Tucson, 1,400 square foot home, right in the center of town, $1,000. It should never cost $1,000 for that, but it was the supply and demand of appraisers. And so now- the Supply and demand of everything, right? Yeah, yeah the pendulum's totally swung. Like now appraiser, purchase business, refinance business is all down, yep. and appraisers are looking for work. Ooh. And I, what I'm hoping is that the industry took note of the people that were gouging mm-hmm. and is not giving them the work today. So quick question for you, because I remember interviewing with you during COVID and you were sharing with me because it was weird. Like mm-hmm. appraisers didn't want to come into houses. We were wearing masks. I mean, like, I know we all want to just kind of put that back out of our head, yeah. mm-hmm. but like I used to go meet my appraisers and they're telling me, please don't meet me. I don't want to talk to you, you know, and they're like arm's length staying away and things are very different now. So when things are on the rise up, there is a whole gamut of problems. And now that things have slowed down, what are the problems? Like, I'm just kind of curious well, from your world, what's changed? So it's a new world of problems for appraisers. It, it's good for the industry. It's good for realtors and it's good for lenders and it's good for borrowers because prices are down mm-hmm. and turn times are faster. What we're seeing now is an industry that has moved a lot over the last year, a cycle that has had, the year periods had an up and a down. Mm-hmm. And what, what we're seeing now is we went from 10,000 transactions to a month to so what I numbers I ran we were at like fifty four hundred which is different than Crawford um, that means to me there are fewer comps and that is tough like appraising is going to get tougher <coughs> Crawford says we're at sixty seven hundred right now under contract as of today yeah so as of so I ran Arizona Regional MLS for October and it was fifty three eighty closing. I, all that you need yeah. to know is that that is down like significantly percent which means to me. There's 40% yeah. fewer comps for me to work with when I'm doing an appraisal. That's and that a makes really good tough. point. That's, that's I didn't be, even think about that, Jay. It's going to be problematic because in a market, an environment that's got a lot of movement, um, I would like to use only the most recent stuff available. And, and there's not and much to go off of. No, no, because things haven't sold. So we are, we've had since July, July, August, September, and now October, we've had a like way less sales than we're used to. We went from, like I said, 10,000 sales a month is what we were averaging in Arizona Regional MLS, and we're down to five or 6,000. So we'll just call it half. Yeah, just, We'll just say we're, we're about half as what we were. Yep. And so from a lending side, so I'll kind of go contrary here a little bit just to give you a different perspective. But the nice thing that we're seeing right now is that people aren't having to pay for more than a home is worth. So that's, oh, that's the big such a difference. good point. We have to talk and about that. You wow. relied upon your appraiser to keep you in check there. Yeah. But people were actually paying more than the real estate was worth all the time. Like all fifty the grand time. was the and norm. If you didn't was, have fifty k yeah. in cash to pay above and beyond your damn right. payment, you weren't getting that house. Right. So that that's what I would okay. say. The main benefit is today is. You're paying for a house, and you're paying for what that house is worth versus paying what it would take to win a bid. So out of right? curiosity, to win the house. Absolutely. How right. did you guys even look at that? So if you had a comp, I, like I'm super curious about that. You had a comp, and there was a bidding war. Uh-huh. And the, like I, my worst bidding war, I had 30 offers. That was, 30 offers. I had to go through on a spreadsheet and put each one in there, right? Uh-huh. So when you bid, when it was, mm-hmm. when it went up like that, 
did you put the same weight on those houses that had that type of demand? Because from my perspective, now adding my perspective, the pretty houses had the crazy bidding wars. The average house still had bidding wars Mm -hmm. and the sucky houses still sold. Yep. That's pretty much what happened. Yeah. So you got to look at it two ways. When that comp closes escrow, the one we're talking about, uh-huh. when it closing closes, it's a comp. And the market gets to reset right. to use that as a comp now. So that changes the pricing. Right. But when I'm appraising that house, right. the house that had 30 offers and it was listed at 700 and sold for 815 I, I, the odds are very good that I can't get anywhere near there. Because so you, the historic data doesn't support it. And I do give weight to how long it was on the market, how many offers we had, um, that means something because oh. that's showing the demand. But sometimes in those cases, the winning bigger was the winning bidder was the biggest loser because they were paying way too much for that house. Now, in this market, it is very rare that I'm seeing people pay more than what I think a house is worth. Well, which is cool, and I love that Tracy brought that point up because I used to be able to rely on you to help me get a better deal. You know, yeah. every once in a while, I'm right. Like, Please don't let it appraise. Please don't let it appraise. Right. Once in a while, depending on the right. situation, right? But then today, right. now we get to actually rely on the appraisal to help us renegotiate if the appraisal comes in lower. But are they coming in lower? Because I just finished saying house estimates, yeah. and then you're telling me there's no closed comps to use, or very few. So how are your appraisals coming? Are they still coming in higher than contract price? So I would say right now, in fact, I just got this question this morning. I am coming in at contract or above like 90% of the time. People, if you're, I don't understand why anyone would pay over market right now. You don't have to because there are choices. There's that's deals. what listings right. are. Right. And, and let me, if yeah. this wasn't lost on me, you said something that's important to me. Um, I you did. are, did you I are a special person and a special agent and a true professional because I've worked with you before where you just want what's best for your client. Of course. And where a lot of agents, it's about getting deals done and getting checks. And for you, it's about making sure your clients are taken care of. Oh, I'm one of those weirdos. I'm like, woohoo, I want to go fight for my people's rights. And it matters. And selfishly, from a buyer's perspective, you're now able to get the best appraisers. So I would say your, you know, I know your business has been and everyone's out there has been impacted, but we all know who the best appraisers yeah. are. Uh, one sitting, sitting right, right here, here at the table mm-hmm. that I hear about all the time. But it is important that you are getting the best appraiser. And I know from our standpoint, we never took money off the top. We've always given all of the commission to the appraiser to ensure that we had the best appraiser. Oh, yeah, because that, that is all the so time too. very important. Mm-hmm. So very important to do. And before, you just had to pay to try to get it done. And now you're paying to make sure you have somebody's qualified that will do it right. Because they are more complicated, uh, but it's more important that you have a quality appraisal. I agree. So let's talk. Right now there's deals. And the most common thing I'm seeing is we're back to seller concessions. You know what that means, people? That means that the sellers are gonna offer the buyer a reason to buy their house, usually a bag of money that they can apply towards whatever they want, usually, right? Right. Commonly, we're seeing today on interest rates. Absolutely. So I wanna bring everybody's attention to this wonderful chart from the Cromford Report. This is nothing new, people. We've been doing this for forever. All these years, since 2015, we were paying points. And then COVID hit. Right. For the first time, sellers didn't have to pay an incentive. 
for the first time, a seller didn't have to clean their house. It's a dramatic chart right there. Dramatic chart right there. Good job, Tina Tambor. Because I really do love this chart. Because you know what? When I just did a quote this morning for one of my sellers saying, hey, I know we didn't get any traction on your house, but if I drop your house $13,000 in price, no one's going to come see it. Right. But if we offer three points to help them get their price better so they can afford more house, maybe that'll Mm -hmm. work. This is... So I love this chart. This is my favorite chart that Tina's done. Should we just like tattoo this on our chests for all of us? Absolutely. Because we're just going back to normal, guys. And it's so important because the interest rates right now are one of the items that are making our buyers hesitant. They're hearing on the news. Yeah. The Fed's meeting, interest rates are going up, changes are happening, and it's it's stalling them from buying. And this is the reason why it shouldn't stall them from buying. If they want a certain interest rate, Mm -hmm. it's available to them because they can work with the seller now with points and Mm -hmm. different avenues to buy down that rate. You have rates you can buy down temporarily or you can buy them down permanently. Right, your 2-1 buy-downs, 3-2-1 buy-downs, your permanent buy-downs. There's ways to get the rates down. Down. Absolutely. So the normal is 3%. Right. So I'm looking at you, Jay. What happens on an appraisal now that you're seeing for the first time in a couple of years a bunch of seller concessions instead yeah. of price reductions? So it's interesting. On the appraisal, I don't want to get too deep into the weeds. No, on we're this. not we're not yeah. getting too deep because I'm having these conversations with my sellers right now when they're calling me asking should they sell mm-hmm. or should they wait. So okay. on an appraisal. Uh-huh. The amount of subject seller concessions doesn't ever make it to the appraisal process. It never does. It doesn't matter at all. But when that closes and becomes a comp, I generally speaking, the appraiser will subtract the concessions from the sales price. So if a house is an escort five hundred thousand with three percent seller concessions, uh-huh. when I'm appraising that house, it's worth forty five. It doesn't. Well, the the three percent concessions yeah. never make it to my valuation process. But once that becomes a comp, it really is a four eighty five sale, it's not a, a five hundred thousand. Not sale. exactly. Yeah. So that's where it does affect maybe the values coming down, but at the surface, it just looks like we're giving them. A gift. Right. A gift of affordability. And it's huge. The affordability, I, I can't stress it. I, I what can't. does three points do for you today, Tracy? What can it do? I would say we, 1% is probably what you're looking at. Um, anywhere from a half to 1% and what you're looking at for rates. But what you're looking at, the number that I will tell people, uh-huh. is it's going to improve your payment typically three times the difference than what oh, you would have reduction. done had the price reduction. I agree with that. So if you oh, have hardly. a if you have a seller that's looking at it, your buyer is going to benefit three times. And I sat down with an agent the other day, and they were going on a listing appointment, mm-hmm. and they were talking about how do they market the home properly. And it's you have to market to the buyers. And today we're seeing financing buyers. And so you need to market to their payment. And that makes a huge difference well, when you can buy down that rate. And we have to remember, remember the very first chart we looked at? It also depends where the house is. Right. Sure. Because if we're talking Queen Creek and Buckeye, those are the folks that really need the interest rate help. Right. But if you're talking PV, you may have a different approach as to what you're looking at. I think the biggest thing that we've seen, A, all the hedge funds have pulled out and they're not buying, right? Our, our buyers aren't buying. So that's why we're not seeing the volume of sales that we were seeing before. Good point. Um, and right now, we're just bringing back our VAs and our FHA buyers that didn't get to buy this whole right. time. Right. Because right. they needed concessions and the sellers weren't giving them. 
can I say one other thing? So I was anything you want. Thank you. So I was speaking to a a big group the other day, and somebody got up and said an expression I'd never heard before, and I thought it was cool: "Marry the home, date the rape." You hadn't Mm -hmm. heard that yet, dude. I had never heard it. I I love that. We we say that all the time. I love that. So people, I understand people are focused on the rape, and I understand if you're debating whether to sell a home that you have a two and a half percent loan to buy a house with seven. I understand that's impactful, but Otherwise, I wouldn't worry because you're not signing on to a 30-year commitment. No. You're signing on to a commitment until rates drop to where it makes sense to refi. My gut feeling, and I don't know as much as you, I think there'll be a day where we'll where five and a half percent will be like the normal. Okay, well, you hold your thought till the very end. I want this to be the clincher as okay, to sorry. what you think is going to happen with interest rates by the end of the year going into next year. Right. Because before we do that, I have a little story to tell. And this is the story of Rebecca's house. <laughs> Rebecca likes to talk about her old house. I really miss my old house. I'm in between houses. I'm kind of like a gypsy. I might as well be living in the van by the river is what it feels like these days. Um, but that said, this house right here used to be my house. Fry, if you can scroll in. This house up here, number one, just closed escrow yesterday. Our house, James and I had noticed that the market was starting to shift a little bit. Um, sooner than we were planning on selling. So we rapidly got our house on market right in time for Memorial Weekend. And we had a bidding war between two people. We were happy about it. We were priced at 975. I was too much of a big baby, I was gonna say something else, to list actually at a million. We ended up selling for a million. The price didn't get driven up by those two though. They had buyer's remorse and canceled on me two days prior to closing. Oh no. Oh, Jake, it's better. Oh no, Jake, it's better. (laughs) Because then we had another replacement buyer a week later. And at this time in June, not everybody knew that the market was slowing down. So I had the love letter, I had the pictures, I had the story of how they wanted their future children to walk to the same elementary school that my children walked to. And then they canceled. Because June was a scary month in real estate. It was. All of us can agree, right? Absolutely. So then Rebecca pulls her house off market. Her and her husband are probably fighting. He wants to move back in. I'm like, oh, hell no, I did not move out to move back in. Um, And then we go back on market for 25 grand more, and we offer two points in the private remarks. And I say in the private remarks, realtor, you can give it all to your client. You can keep it for yourself. We don't care what you do. We just want our house sold. But we didn't, we didn't actually pay more money. We actually made more money because we increased the list price, got that price. It closed escrow for one cool million bucks. Nobody in Old Stone Ranch has sold for a million bucks besides us. What a girl. That's a great story. That's Good a great story. You. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, I, I buried a St. Joe. It's on my Facebook. <laughs> I literally, by the third house, I'm like, by the third buyer, I did bury one upside down. I'm not beyond trying everything there is to try right. to get a house sold, okay? So, Wait, by the way, I'm Jewish, and I did that <laughs> in a house in Paradise Valley that I couldn't sell at a terrible time. And I'm like, I don't even know what this is, but I'm going to put it. And did it work? work? Yeah, I mean, eventually. Yeah, Eventually. Well, mine worked within a day. Actually, <laughs> my buyer really? came within a day, we and they closed escrow for the million bucks. Now, are these people the ones that overpaid? Because house number one closed escrow yesterday. Same model match. Same square footage. Same bedroom count. Same neighborhood. Same everything. I feel like I had a little bit better lot. They weren't on a corner. I backed to a green belt. I'm closer to the school. Is that good? Is that bad? I actually know that the street right here is really busy, so it was kind of a sucky street. But I asked you before we went on camera, Jay, this one closed yesterday. We closed 2.5 months ago. 
And I'm like, well, how much of a difference do you think it was? What'd you say? 900,000, about 100,000 difference. You thought it would have costed me 100,000 maybe if I waited. Mm-hmm. Dun, 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 dun. This house just closed escrow for 719. $281,000 less than what James and I sold our home for. That sold, that closed today? Did closed close? yesterday. Did it really? It okay. closed yesterday. So without your pool. Without my pool. Yeah, without it didn't have a pool. pool. It didn't have my fancy upgrades. Right. So what I want to tell everybody watching right now is if you're selling your house, it's still a beauty contest. In fact, it's more of a beauty contest than it's been in a few years. My house did look like a model. I moved out of it. I had it painted. I had new carpet put in. I had it staged. I invested to sell my home. So I do tell all my clients that they should because I did it and this is what happened. Now that 719 house, I looked at the photos. Yeah, maybe the lot wasn't as good. I don't know, you know, an appraiser. I'm looking at you, appraiser. Yeah. You know, it's an inferior lot. Smaller lot size. Yeah, yeah you're, 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 you're looking at things. But you know what's funny is we had about the same days on market. This guy fired his agent and relisted for lower, trying, I think, to mm-hmm. get ahead of the curve. Right. And then they dumped it because they're afraid if they had any more days on market. So my point is, is there's deals to be had because it, my house was not $280,000 worth more than this house within a two month period. So my question for you, Mr. Appraiser is next house that's model match. What would you appraise looking at these as your most recent comps? So I would look at both of them. Uh, they're impactful and you know, you try and reconcile, but you can't reconcile that big of a difference between the pool and the lot size and all that stuff. Um, you know, some of that's going to be related to time. Both of those would end up on my appraisal and I would, how would you explain that? You can't, there's no, from an appraisal perspective, there's not a good explanation for that vast a contrast. Right. It's multiple things. You said there, yours has a pool. That one didn't have a pool. I buried a St. Joe. Did they bury a St. Joe? I don't know. (laughs) The St. Joe adjustment on my appraisal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so there's things, there's factors and the time, there'd be a time adjustment. At the end of the day, there would still be over a hundred thousand dollars spread, I would think, between Easy. yours and and the other one. And I know you, what I spent on my upgrades. I did not spend two hundred eighty thousand dollars difference no. on my upgrades. Yeah, honestly, part of that is what you brought to the table. Like mm-hmm. I mean that. Like that's you did a great job for your client, which was you. Thank you. And um, I didn't feel like made, it after yes. the first two cancellations. Trust me, I was in tears, going, I can't even sell my own house. But that is that is. Part of the commentary about yeah. who you hire and who you decide to have represent you and represent your house, and maybe the difference between good advice and not so good advice. Well, sure. and also oh, I would say the up, the updates matter. And I know sitting talking they before the matter. show, uh, you're going through a remodel. I'm about to enter a, a remodel. remodel. Uh, given the choice, no one wants to remodel. Right. And so if you can. Go ahead and buy it turnkey. That matters. That matters. People will pay more for it. They will. Right. Absolutely. They will absolutely. So we are unfortunately, guys, out of time. I know. Didn't it go super fast? These these shows are so fun to do. So do you have any last predictions? You go last. I'm looking at him first. um, Of what you think values are going to do over the next six months? Because I have a contest going with some colleagues of mine, and there's an expensive steak dinner at at hand. So I need some inside knowledge here. I'm doing my homework. So I want values out of you, and I want interest rates out of you. So I do, um, you know, we're going into slow time. Traditionally, when we hit the holidays, people tend to take their houses off the market. Um, So I'm not positive we bottomed out. Um, but I think we're close. I think we're close. And my gut feeling is 
everyone's going to start feeling better about things three, four, five months ago. And so, you know, I, I'm not positive we're going to see an average sales price too much lower than what we're seeing now. And I think that we'll start feeling comfortable that things are coming back within the next six months. Six months. Mm -hmm. So maybe we start seeing appreciation again. I want to hear this out of your mouth because I know what I spew every every single yeah. one of these. How much is an average appreciation that traditionally a homeowner could be happy about? Yeah, I, you know, ten percent a year is real good. It's pretty historically average. Yeah, okay. no, I think that's great. And if you factor in um, that it's not all your money being used, and you get and you know, what did you put down in right. order to appreciate ten percent? Cash on cash return. Right. Um, as somebody who's been a buyer of houses as investments, I feel very comfortable that. Um, that and and I'll, one more thing I'll say is that I think that I spent a lot of time saying, I'm not sure you're, you should be buying now. If they're asking me off the record, not on TV, I say, you know, I don't know. I'm not sure I feel very comfortable about things. I, I feel more comfortable now than I have in a long time to buy a house. It's all because of all those charts I showed you, huh? I knew those charts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't make me laugh. Um, and then Tracy. And well, and then we'll go to, I have heard this statement to the marry the house date, date the rate. rate quite a bit lately because that's what we're talking about. Right. Is what we're not expecting is for rates to stay the same. We're expecting them to change. We're trying to deal with an inflation issue, which is causing rates to go up mm -hmm. while we work through that. But we will eventually work Are through that. Are they still going up? So they have Are they, really? they have been moving up and down. So what my message to you would be to shop. Okay. In fact, we as a company, we offer right now. You're a, still doing it? We're still Why doing it. Do it. It is a little bit different. Okay. We offer a thousand dollars uh meter beat program mm -hmm. and I know Rebecca's very familiar with this. Uh to come and shop us, yeah. Because we when want to. One of my clients got money out of her. We, the only mm -hmm. client that's actually ever gotten money out of her was one of my one clients. That we were not able to <laughs> meet or beat, but that goes to show how much the lenders are willing to move right, right now and how different it is from place to place. It's true. So I would encourage everyone out there right now. Uh, I can tell you there was four hours this last week that was a great time to lock. Uh, and it was important. So it's like you're looking for the deals just you like are. I'm looking for the deals. You are. Okay. And so what is going to happen next week? We do have the Fed's funds rate increasing. Mortgages aren't directly tied to the yeah. Fed's funds, so don't let that panic any homeowners. Mm -hmm. You know, that will not necessarily have an impact on the interest rates as you would see them. So my okay. my message to you is to shop. Shop. Shop your rates and know that they're going to continue to change and you're going to be able to change with them. So. Awesome. I love it. I love two great messages from two impressive professionals with very big brains. And thank you so much again for driving all the way down here to join me. I'm just going to tell you guys, there's deals out there to be had. Do not be scared away because if you wait too long until everybody else is doing it, then guess what? You might be fighting the bidding wars again and that's no fun. So thanks for joining us. We'll see you guys next time. Take care. Okay, guys, seriously, I love bringing you guys expert people like both Jay and Tracy. Both of them have been in the business as long as me, 30 years. And that's kind of a big freaking deal. So when you're not sure what to do next year, 
the best thing to do is go with people with experience, whether it's the appraiser, the lender extraordinaire, or the realtor that knows what they're talking about. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you want to get a hold of Jay or Tracy, just hit me up and I'll make sure that their contact info is on everything we publish. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. What a great show, and thank you for joining us on our mutual journey to becoming unharmable and successful in all of our experiences while we're here in this school of life. We hope you enjoyed it. If you watched us on YouTube, please like and subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Likewise, if you're catching us on one of our podcast platforms, be sure to follow us so you never miss out on another one of our shows again. Remember that if you ever have a question about real estate or any of the other topics we cover, check us out on the web, www.gratefulheart.tv for all of our links to connect with us. I'm on vacation every single day because I love my occupation. Hey, 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 I'm on vacation every single day, every, every single day.